0: reached Ashley, names and places have changed to protect staff and residents of the cupola. We ask that no one seeks to out or harass any of the people who live or work there. Rather, please listen with an open mind and remember that this is one community among many in a very broken system. We could be telling the story of any senior living facility in the U.S. Our experience is our own and we do not claim to be experts, nor are we seeking revenge. We're working through our own heartbreak and believe that our story is worth telling, if for no other reason than to just get it off our chest. Thanks for listening. Don't leave a message. Text us. It's 2022.
1: So if you think this is about you, um, you're just really self-absorbed. Uh, it's definitely not about you.
0: So, we're here to share our experience. You know, I just
1: feel like we shouldn't be the only ones traumatized mm-hmm. by everything that happened. Um, I'm
0: just trying to gain not only our voice back, but just some power. Shut We did our research, don't come for me. <laughs> okay. So <Yeah>. the this- <laughs> <No>, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, wait. Hopefully, somebody else will find um, some of these stories inspiring and or funny and honestly a little weird. Um, And validating. And And Validate Validate your frustrations because we feel them too. Yep. So welcome and thank you for listening.
1: Thank you for listening. If anyone knows um, the marketing director of Liquid
0: Death Sparkling Water, please um, send them
1: our email because we would love to sponsor them
0: yes it's very appropriate for our inside feelings and also we are thirsty bitches thirsty bitches and
1: petty girls stay hydrated let's go. all right so we're gonna jump right into this ash let's go back
0: to the beginning to the beginning uh, you were part of the pre-opening team I was. I was the third employee ever of the Cupola. Um, So it started with our executive director at the time, um, who we will call Franny. Um, She was obviously the first. She started the Cupola. She then brought on our director of sales and marketing, who we will call Butch. Um and then he brought on my coworker, who we will call Alice, um, and then me. So um Butch, Alice and I worked at a community together before the cupola. Um and when Butch left to go to the cupola, he did he live on good terms. He did, okay. he did leave on good terms. He did leave on good terms. He was just offered hella more money mm-hmm. to go to the cupola, um, and uh, then took Alice, um, who truly did not have much experience, um, not within like the a sales perspective. Although she had sales experience in other um, industries. But anyway, um, then came on Alice. Um, She did the full commit to the job and completely uprooted her life um, from everything she had ever known. She lived in a small town her entire life and then uh, moved to the town of the cupola. Um, And then I came along. Um, I started working at the cupola in two thousand. When did did they open? 18? 18, yeah. So I started working at the Cupola in December of 2017. It was a very traumatic week for me because I had quit my job that I had worked at for three years, then graduated college that weekend, and then started my new job at the Cupola on that following Monday. So um, I was really excited to become a part of not only the opening team and um, being able to establish this culture and community, but it was just a new experience. I was in a new environment. I was with people that I enjoyed working with, um, and it was a lot of fun in the beginning. Um, like I said, we we worked a lot on establishing the culture of our community and everything from coming up with names of different rooms and Um, keeping the residents on the priority reservation list engaged and excited about moving because honestly who likes moving Mm -hmm. I don't know a single person that enjoys moving Mm -hmm. so that was my job my job um, at the time my title was the move-in coordinator Um, my job was to Engage the future residents um, to get them excited about the move. Keep them updated on the progress of the building, um, and then also just collaborate in marketing events um, as well as events for the future residents. To we would have a monthly social so that they could meet their soon-to-be neighbors um, as well as just like learn more about what's going on. So when you worked, when you started working for the cupola, you didn't work in the building, correct? It wasn't open yet. We did not work in the building. So when I started working at the cupola, um, the building was still under construction. In fact, um, it was still very much dirt on the ground. Um, So I was very much an active part of doing... Um, hard hat tours, which was actually a lot of fun. Um, We would go to the building and the future residents and their family members. Um, We'd all put on a hard hat and a construction vest. And um, when the part of the building was safe enough to go and visit, we would be able to um, see their apartment or like the (laughs) restaurants or the um, sky top bar which we should all still think of a name for maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um so anyway, um it was it was a lot of fun. So we did that before the opening. We were in the downtown area in this cute little office that was full of windows. And this town that the Cupola is in is very much known for the dogs and everybody walks their dogs in the downtown area, which side note if anybody is a dog lover, I am queen of can I pet your dog? Mm-hmm. Even through COVID, I had a really hard time <laughs> n- at not asking people if I could pet their dog because I'm the ultimate dog lover. So anyway, I had a really fun job because my f- desk was right in front of the windows and we would just constantly note on all the dogs that walked by, which was a- an active part of my job. Um, so, yeah. Uh So pre-opening, like I said, we planned the events. We did the marketing events to advertise to um, people to that we were going to be opening. We did hard hat tours. We did events to engage the future residents so that they could meet their neighbors. Um, and then we just, like, did a lot of planning as to, like, again, what the culture was going to be like in the community and um, what the different rooms should look like and or be named or things like that. And were there any,
1: like, overarching goals that you guys wanted to separate Um the cupola from other communities. Like what was, what was, what was, were the things that you guys were using in the sales pitch to make the cupola
0: special and different? So, um, the cupola is based in this uh, town that was, um, made with imaginary, characters at thought if that makes sense so um we very much played on that mindset that we were going to have this grand adventure awaiting these seniors and that um why were they waiting to live their absolute best life when you have this Mm -hmm. grand experience waiting for you with the utmost hospitality um, and for us to give them the life that they deserve. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really played on just that atmosphere with like an inspiration of some cartoons that people very much enjoy through their childhood, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense without saying anything
1: Mm -hmm. more. Um, So you had this um, imagination theme and you wanted to give people this creative, exciting experience. Um, And it sounds almost um, idyllic. When I started at the Cupola six months after opening, I remember feeling really jealous of Ashley and the opening team because I felt like <clears throat> I was meant for this job and like I should have been there. Mm-hmm. I should have been part of that team because that just sounded so fun. Yeah. And so cool. And I, I think it is a pretty cool experience to be able to do hard hat tours in a community that you start. But was there anything that wasn't ideal like about those beginning days? Was there any were there any red flags in that time in the office before we got into the building?
0: I'm going to answer that like completely honestly and say no. Right. Yeah. Like I was so genuinely happy. I loved my job. I loved what I did and the people that I worked with and we formed these relationships not only with each other and we became this very <laughs> tight knit work family. Yeah. But like we just like enjoyed every single day and like I said we were in this downtown area so we all like went out for lunch every single day That is so. sometimes we even went out for ice cream after and we just like did what made us happy you know like I would take phone calls okay again I'm gonna have to address this in case it's heard in the background uh my dog (laughs) got into today of all days Bucky soap And uh, he's been dry heaving it every single moment of this morning. So I apologize in advance. He's fine. But if you hear it in the background. So anyway, um, we were very much a part of um, just like this family. And we were so excited to um, move to the building and continue these relationships, not only with each other, but with the residents and to form this Um, unique family um, with each other and again with just like this culture that we were establishing Um, so I didn't have any red flags I was genuinely happy and I believed in what we were not only selling Mm -hmm. but portraying as well Yeah. yeah butch
1: not butch Bucky (laughs) I I that <laughs> okay, so with the first initial team, it was the executive director and the sales team. Yep. Um,
0: who came on next? Who came on next was our HR director, who uh, we will be known as RBF. Um, resting Bitch Face. Yes, Resting Bitch Face. She had the ultimate RBF, like the best I've yet to see ever. Yeah. Um, so That's she terrifying. came on, actually i think a week after i started um and uh she didn't have any experience in the field whatsoever again i apologize for uh bucky in the background he is okay he just ate some soap (laughs) you good you good baby okay he's good he's good
1: I can't say it would be any quieter at my house. <laughs> because Mr. Carson
0: breathes, that's just how he breathes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, so um RBF came um I believe a week after I started, um uh, which was obviously right before Christmas. Um and uh yeah, it at the time RBF and I actually were quite close we be, we became we formed this odd friendship um which was unique in the way because I wouldn't consider myself to be friends with her like if I look at it at a outward perspective because of just her personality but whatever I mean we made it work um So she came on next. Um, She was obviously responsible for bringing on the rest of the staff, but she didn't have experience in that. So, um, yeah, you can fill in the blanks there. Um, And that should have been a red flag. But I will fill in the blanks in my episode (laughs) 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 about HR. Um, We could have a whole episode about HR. We definitely could. um, But, again, I was living in this – imaginative world where I was happy and didn't see anything negative at all so uh yeah anyway so after RBF came about we then brought on Dick Dick good old Dick Dick was our food and beverage director and um I was actually I had a very good relationship with Dick he um not in that way at all (laughs) But he was just a good person. (laughs) In fact, RBF, Dick, and I were very, very close, the three of us. Really? We were very much. Wow. Very close. Very, very close. Um, To the point where, so me being essentially like the peon of the group, um, everybody else is a manager and a director, and I'm a coordinator. Um, At the time, um, we all had a... Uh, group chat of, and it wasn't necessarily a, anything about work. It was honestly just like a personal group chat of what we were doing outside of work, what That's we were doing. That's appropriate. Very appropriate, especially with the <laughs> HR director. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> again, should have been a red flag, but it wasn't. <laughs> no. Because again, I was having so much fun and I really enjoyed what I do and the people that I worked with. Um, and things just honestly. They changed drastically when we moved into this building. And you wouldn't think that it would change that drastically just from literally moving two miles into a building that we had created and thought about and established for many, many months prior. But it really did. It really, really did. Okay, well, tell me about
1: the opening, tell me about how that was. Oh boy, what it looked like, who was there, um, as far as staff, how staffed were you, um,
0: or who were like at least the main characters? All right, so the opening, our grand opening adventure, um, was a part of, um, so we had at the time it was myself, Butch, Alice. Franny, Dick, RBF, um, nursing? No. I don't think she was there yet. Mm, okay. Other oh, 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 um, P.O.S. So we have to clarify, who is P.O.S.? P.O.S is our um, maintenance director. Okay. Um, So he was a piece of shit. Yeah, so piece of shit. Uh, and then Izzy. Izzy was his assistant, a.k.a. the housekeeping director. Um, they came as a pair. They also worked at a um, community together elsewhere. And uh, Izzy did not have prior experience as the housekeeping director, or supervisor is what her title was. If house- I remember
1: correctly, she did claim to have experience as an executive director. She though. did. Yes, that mm-hmm. is
0: correct. Mm-hmm.
1: So not experience in housekeeping. But executive experience.
0: Yes, but he she came with a recommendation from her boss which was POS. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, we had this small team putting together this super um, big and grand event. Um, so this was from, at least from what I can say, um, a very well anticipated event. People like really wanted to go to this. Um, the cupola was a, is the biggest building in, in town, um, and many of the small town watched this building being built and wanted to see for themselves what it was going to be um, from many angles. Mm-hmm. So the grand opening was quite the it was my biggest event, I think, even to date yeah. that I put together. Um, it was my first big event and still I think the biggest and um so our theme was um red carpet of which we then brought into fruition into the general um everyday life of the community um which I should have trademarked because then it was brought to several other communities from my idea but that's okay The red carpet lives on. The red carpet lives on. Mm -hmm. It was such a pain in the ass, but we'll go into more detail about that in another episode. Um, But it was a grand, uh, it was red carpet. um, So we had um, different themes within different parts of the building that we could um, aspect. So within this community, um, it featured independent living, assisted living, and memory care, Um, so it was really important that we were able to show off all of those levels of care. But, um, here's a glitch. The building wasn't ready when we were supposed (laughs) to have our grand opening. (laughs) Um, How not ready was it? Well, um, it was still very much under construction. (laughs) Oh no. We did not have permission Um, To have our grand opening. What? By law. (laughs) In fact. No. Red flag. (laughs) Red flag. In fact. um, Everybody was on standby for if the police came to this event. We had to immediately shut down. Because again. Again. We did not have permission to be in the building yet, but our owner insisted that we have this grand opening on this specific day. When you end up, when you have um, businesses and um, different aspects of, I think honestly, any kind of business, um, the opening date tends to get pushed back a lot. Because um, Mm -hmm. they'll give a projected date and something will, a setback will happen and you have to adjust. And so that was honestly a lot of my job was giving the bad news to the residents that, hey, like we're actually not going to be able to open this day. It's now pushed back to this date. Um, How about stop announcing it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, stop making Ashley bullshit some date. Like, how about sit still? Yeah. And wait. That never happened. No. So, anyway, this um, grand opening, we did not have permission um, by law to have this event, um, and somehow we pulled it off. Um, So, in preparation for this event, um, Butch and I... Literally had to get on our hands and knees and clean um, <laughs> many aspects of the building. I worked countless hours of literally like sweeping. Dust, I mean, like the amount of dust that's in this building because there's construction 30 foot ceilings, and I think we had dust falling down for what at least a year, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, did. we had like just construction dust and like the settling of the building, so um, we did our best to clean um, and then just. Again, like the building wasn't ready, so we had to improvise and buy um, props um, in order to hide different aspects. And I had to really get creative. I can specifically remember my biggest challenge was memory care because there wasn't any appliances in the kitchen, and but we had to show the kitchen. Um, so oh, that makes
1: yeah, perfect yeah, it sense. Was just,
0: Why not? Uh, again, like, we didn't have anything in this building, and yet we're supposed to show it off um, as if it's, like, ready to move in the next day. So, um... That must I will, have been so stressful. I'm stressed out talking about it. Yeah. Traumatized <laughs> number one, Dr. <Taka> <laughs> um, I was responsible for decorating oh, um, for this event. And, um... The infamous credit card oh, was put into my hands. So um, I am very much shopaholic. It's, uh, it's in my blood. I enjoy shopping and decorating very much. Um, so that's why it was kind of put into my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so adventure number one was to the obvious TJ Maxx, of which I was able to come up with <laughs> three cartfuls of items, which is great. (laughs) I mean, who can say that they can come up with three carts of items to just like pay? Hey, it's not my money. So anyway, like that was fun. That was a great minute until the credit card got denied. Oh no. And then again, it got denied again. And then nobody wanted to answer my phone call when I said, Hey, like the credit card's not working. So, you know who ended up paying for three cartfuls of items on a non-salary wage? Your girl. Your girl did. Red flag Mm -hmm. number two. (laughs) I don't think we should keep
1: count. I think it's going to hurt. Yeah, Yeah. it is going to hurt.
0: yeah, that one's still traumatizing for me. Do you have um, a picture of those carts? I don't have a picture of the carts. I can amazing. definitely pull up pictures, though, and specifically point out, like, what I bought. Like, that was, sp- and say, like, that was for the grand opening. We yeah. that for the grand opening. But um, it was um, $800 oh worth of items um, in one shopping experience from TJ Maxx that I put on my credit card at a um, hourly wage, um, so, uh, yeah, that was, um, that was something. I mean, the Mm -hmm. first of many credit card incidents. (laughs) First of many,
1: unfortunately. How long do you think, I mean, I know this is, like, a little off topic, but how long do you think it took to get
0: reimbursed? Um... I don't specifically remember, but I know it took over a month because I know it took possibly even two months because I remember having to pay for the, uh, credit card. What is it called? The credit card. The payment or the balance? The balance. No. When they charge you the interest, (gasps) I had to pay for the interest.
1: So credit cards done you bring
0: all the stuff back to the cupola yeah okay so are you recording Mm -hmm. okay so um days before our grand opening um we start obviously like gathering stuff and buying props and setting up areas and cleaning um, and then cleaning over and over and over and over and over the same places again because of the dust settling and an active construction site. Um, our corporate office decides, hey, we're going to come and help you, which is great. More hands on deck. Except they didn't. <laughs> they just came to see what we were doing. Also another traumatizing thing that happened. So I'm obviously like showing off everything that I bought and I put so much hard thought and work into designing. And I'm showing our corporate office and he's just giving me this hard death stare. And then says, so this is what you're doing with your time. You could be marketing so that was like a, a big bummer for me, and I will still remember his face to this day. I'm what the so hell? Proud. Fuck, fuck that guy! Yeah, fuck that guy. Gosh. Um. So, um, throughout this big, grand building, we had different rooms, um, with different themes. So, and we wanted to capture all of the um, areas of the community. <clears throat> so we had um the artist den where we featured um individual we had an artist come and she did like portraits three minute portraits is what she portrayed and she did I still have my portrait um that she did out of watercolors um so we had her in the artist den we had dueling pianos in our celebration center we had a traveling magician which honestly we could probably do a whole segment on his disastrous on the first (laughs) event that we had him at he was amazing not so much at the second event i'll never Um, forgive magicians i know they can't take any magicians seriously now i know thank you the cupola um so we had a traveling magician we had um steel drum bands by the pool we had um chocolate covered strawberries and hand massages in the spa we had uh, a tai chi instructor in our yoga studio we had this big, grand movie theater, half-a-million-dollar movie theater. Half-a-million-dollar movie theater. We had in this community. They spent half-a-million-dollars to build this grand, honestly, state-of-the-art movie theater. Piece of shit. In senior living it's community. A grand piece of shit. <laughs> I hate that <laughs> Um And... So we played uh, just trailers of the community. No, we didn't. That's a lie. We did not play trailers. I believe we played Fantasia um, in the movie theater. Um, I'm trying to think. We had past hors d'oeuvres of which, mind you, again, the building was not operating. So we had to outsource all of our food and alcohol To get catered in an unlicensed building.
1: Also didn't have the liquor license at that time. Also did not have a liquor license. I mean, which you can give out liquor and alcohol without having a liquor license. You just can't charge people for it. But you weren't allowed to even be there. So double that without having a (laughs) liquor license. Imagine that bill. (laughs) I believe it was... It was a lot.
0: How much was a uh, anniversary? Anniversary was 12.5. Okay, so I'm not even joking. I want to say this was an $80,000 party. Oh, I believe it. If not more. And I, I think that's just like the party in general because we had to outsource the food, the alcohol. We had over 100 people at this event. I couldn't tell you how many people came because we didn't keep a registry. Um, people just literally kept walking through the door. Um, so, anyway, as you so, and then we had, we had a sweet shop in our memory care with a um, barbershop quartet. We had um, a six piece band playing. There was just like, there's so much entertainment going on in so many different places of the building. We passed champagne to people as they walked through the door on a red carpet. Um, there's just like, Honestly, my best event I think I ever put on and honestly memorable in so many ways because it just like, I feel like really started what I thought was going to be my career. I think it really set the tone. I'm so proud of what I did. Yeah. And it all went to shit.
1: Yeah. More to come on that. But for sure that event definitely set the tone for other events and expectations that absolutely uh, were to come at the cupola. And frankly, I think um, had that event not happened and been as spectacular and been like as pulled off as well by you, I don't think it would have been such a jarring concern to everybody how inept their current life enrichment director was that they needed a change. Like, I think that having that big, Boom, definitely started. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what, like, when people noticed how great that went and then compared it to Mm -hmm. what the um, activities director was coming up with, that's when they started searching and um, eventually found me. Mm -hmm. So,
0: way to go, Ash. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Even though all the trauma that I did go through at the cupola, I'm still very proud of that. The beginning, because it went to shit after. I mean, But
1: I I think that's something that we need to come to terms with, like, even though, uh, even after everything we've went through at the cupola and, and how it still hurts, it still sucks because you were kicking off your career. Yeah. I I definitely thought the cupola was going to be my last job. I Mm was like, I was, I, I wanted to grow
0: with the, with the,
1: with the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the management company. I wanted to grow within it and move on to higher positions. Yep. For sure. So after the grand opening, uh, when did, how soon between the grand opening and when people started moving in?
0: I think a month. Okay. It was a month.
1: So that makes sense. You have a grand opening event, mm-hmm. and then you tell everyone, go home. Mm-hmm. We'll call you in a month. Yep. All right. So that also gives you guys time to hire on some more people and get yep. other managers started. So tell me what was your first impression of the rest of the opening team?
0: The rest of the opening team. So after, um, our, so obviously our small knit family grew and grew and grew as any family and team would. Um, and I think that's where like the separation started was because um, again, like there wasn't, truly any training in place um and or and everybody was just figuring things out as they went um so the dynamic of the team became this you know we brought on concierge we brought on nursing staff but we didn't have any residents for the nursing staff to learn about and um again like in senior living you have to wait for your licensure in order to do anything. So we brought on staff with the anticipation that, you know, we were going to be opening and then wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. So, um, it was very anticipated. And when we had our first residents move into the community, um, it was very much a one-on-one basis. So, um, we could only do two residents, to move in in one day. Um, And we started with independent living. We didn't have our licensure for assisted living yet. Um, But, uh, so we were allowed to have independent living residents move to our community first, um, which was April 16th of 2017. Um, So we brought on our first two residents and then another two residents. No, it was 2018. 18? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. 2018. Yes, that's right, because I started in 2017. Um, April sixteenth, two 2018, we brought on our first two two residents and then another two residents and then another two residents and then another two residents and then eventually... Um we were able to open our assisted living um and start bringing on those residents. Um and with that we could bring in memory care. Memory care was very hard for us to sell um in the beginning because 9 times out of 10 when a loved one needs memory care, it's immediate. Um, It's a decision that a family typically has to make very quickly um, because a lot of people don't recognize the signs of dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, And it's also something that, like, you don't want to admit is happening. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of families really struggled with knowing when it was truly time for their loved one to seek other help. yeah. Um, so we didn't have a lot of people that were interested in memory care. Um, that really like, grew once our building opened. Um, assisted living isn't so much need-based. It's need-based, but not immediate need-based. Um,
1: well, and I think the problem is um, when people wait for memory care, it becomes something you have to do immediately because you wait so long. Yeah. It becomes an emergency. Yeah. So typically we do. So uh, anybody in senior living can tell you this. There are oftentimes an overnight move in. Yeah. Or like something happens and it's like within 24 hours of those contracts are signed. And that family member who is already going to be sensitive to, ch- to changes is like their d- world is drastically turned around in 24 hours because they escaped from their home. Uh, they injured themselves. They forgot who their spouse was and started yelling at them. Things like that, because they the signs weren't caught soon enough. Yeah. So that's why it becomes an immediate decision. Um, it's not like they were fine one day and then had dementia the next. Although that does happen uh, with you know brain injuries or different situations, but typically it's like. Slow and steady and you don't notice it until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And then you're here. I want to go over like the first few months pre me, before I started, when things were going, were that were there any Issues, incidents, stories that happened in that amount of time after the grand opening and before I began that are worth sharing or like things that like were memorable. Like juicy gossip? Well, yeah, like give me the hot mm. goss. Mm.
0: Still the tea. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so obviously RBF had to figure out what the heck she was doing um, because now that we are open, um, she's responsible for bringing on the staff. Okay. I- r- reminder, RBF is is uh HR. RBF is HR. So um that was fun um uh, because again she did not know how to do it and she relied on a lot of people on on how to do so. Um So with that, that relationship between us kind of dwindled because, for obvious reasons, um, we weren't as close. Um, And again, like I think every department was just trying to stay above water and figure it out. Most of these people had worked in the industry before, um, but not necessarily in senior living, which was... One of the things that we tried to be different about in this building was um, senior living. It gets a bad name for itself. Let's be honest. Um, When you hear senior living, you immediately think, nope, I'm not ready for that. I'm not putting my mom in a home. Yeah. So it, it gets a bad name for itself. And then it tends to attract bad people as well. So we had um, this state-of-the-art chef who didn't have any experience in senior living, but was an amazing restaurant chef, um, was our food and beverage director. Um, But again, like he didn't have that senior living experience. Um, So it was just a matter of honestly figuring it out and how do we navigate now our day-to-day living with residents in our building even though there was only at the time maybe twelve of them um, living there, um, so some juicy gossip. I'm trying to think. I know, I know what we can talk about. Okay, so how did CC's predecessor get fired? Yay! <gasps>
1: oh, <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Why? It because, right?
0: It was, and me anything from a girl bitches (laughs) so oh my heart Cece's predecessor um so she was awful she had no experience in um personality personality (laughs) um or high-end senior living um I don't think senior I genuinely feel like at this point um in 2018 18. when we opened um high-end senior living truly was uncommon mm-hmm. at the time. Um there are a lot more buildings sin- that have been built since then. Um but at the time we really were unique in yeah. what we were offering. Um The predecessor had absolutely, like, not even slightly close. She just was in way over her head. Um, So that's some juicy gossip for you. As I um, was doing a tour of a very, very well loved lady that ended up becoming a resident at the Cupola. She needs a name. She does. She needs, like, a a
1: queen name or, like, a, uh, what's, like, a good old Hollywood name? The queen. We could just do the queen. Or the princess. Princess B. Princess B. Queen B. Queen (laughs) B. Okay, we're going to call this resident Queen B. Queen B. Okay, so you were
0: touring the Queen B. I was touring the Queen B. Of who the queen bee's daughter was polar opposite of the queen bee. And so, like, she was just straight out mean. She was just a very... I I don't want to say she was mean because she wasn't mean. She was just, like, very direct in what she wanted. And she had a very, very high expectation. Yeah. Rightly so for her mother of who she put out to be was a prima donna and she was absolutely not um but anyway so i was touring the daughter um of our beautiful community and um she was honestly pretty much sold um but one of the biggest things that she was concerned about for her mom were the activities Um, Specifically, from what I can remember, is happy hour. She, her mom, loved to be um, wind down and dressed um, up and wind down and loved to be social and be with her friends. She was such a party girl, such a party girl. So activities were super important for her daughter. So at the time, activities were not great at the cupola. Um and so um we had things such as gosh, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember things that were on the calendar? I I remember it was sad and it was it a was lot sad. of like morning It was elementary um activities. Yeah,
1: and it it was like um Coloring, but they did. A yes. I remember. I remember that um, Franny, when she interviewed me, this is what she brought up: that the activities calendar had said adult coloring, um, and that it made some of the residents uncomfortable because they weren't sure what that meant. Because mm-hmm. typically, if you see the word adult anywhere, it means. Um, of a sexual nature. So she was upset by that, but also that there wasn't any really flowery wording. There was nothing motivational to get them out of their rooms. She kind of just like threw some crayons and
0: coloring coloring pages
1: and a coloring book in a room and put an announcement up, not even put an announcement and put it on the calendar that the residents should go in that room and color at that time. There was Mm -hmm. no interactive things. There was nothing, really motivation really motivating residents to go anywhere it was just a dead zone it was that but yeah and the calendar was very sparse and it was stuff that i would call filler activities like um reminiscing or uh daily crossword or you know discuss the well, there was the lot- weather yeah discuss the weather <laughs> I'm or not like exaggerating. Like that. Or, yeah, no, like, just basic things that residents are already doing. Like, she would put stuff... Like, I always make it a point, you know, I don't schedule activities during mealtime. I schedule them around mealtime because mealtime is its own activity. However, she would add that to the calendar. She would add lunch to the calendar to fill things in so that it looked like a fuller calendar. Anyway, it was just... It, it was not... The right caliber. No. Maybe not at for all. a tiny little community with like six residents and there's only one room and the activities director is in there hosting activities all day. Sure.
0: Sure. But this is a giant building. Yeah. Yeah. Um so um we ran into CC's predecessor um and um, of course naturally the daughter wanted to ask questions about the calendar specifically if there was going to be happy hour, in <laughs> the predecessor's response, I vividly remember, oh no, we don't serve alcohol to assisted living residents. And we're all just standing there in shock. Mind you, just because somebody's old doesn't mean they can't have fun. Well, they're old. They're not dead. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's happy hour. Wanted Queen happy B hour. wanted happy hour. it. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> It is hard. Uh, Queen Bee wanted happy hour. It was her absolute most important thing to her. Yeah. Um, And yet the predecessor um, said, said, absolutely not. We don't give alcohol to assisted living residents. And naturally, we all questioned. I'm sorry. Why? Which even if that was true, which it wasn't. But even if that was true,
1: why would you say that to a tour? Mm-hmm. You know, why would you say that to a family member if they're, like, literally asking that? Yep. Like, there's other ways to talk to people besides shutting down the one thing their family member is asking for. Yep. We accommodate as much as possible.
0: Absolutely. We always find a way to say yes. That's yeah. our motto in the beginning. Um, so, uh, mortified of this tour... <laughs> Um, unfortunate for the predecessor, I had corporate tagging along um, with me for this tour, and we immediately went to Franny, our, the executive director, um, and that was honestly the last straw. Um, Franny had obviously been keeping some notes as just like some of the things that she wasn't happy about with the predecessor and just her... Not being able to perform the job in the way that the job should be performed, um, and it was very shortly after um, she got kicked to the can. Um, unfortunate for her, she actually she moved from out of state, literally for this job. Are you serious? I didn't. Yeah. Know that. Oh mm-hmm. damn. I believe from Chicago, if I remember correctly. I don't.
1: I don't know much about Chicago, but I know that the people who came to work for us
0: at the cupola, who were from there, were mostly terrible. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then we found Cece. Also, side. Oh my gosh!
1: Butch! Not Butch. Dammit! <laughs> I'm gonna pause it, I gotta pee.
0: Okay, we're good. So continue. The predecessor gets the can, and then CC comes about, but in the in between, before CC comes into the cupola's wife, your girl applies for her job, of which I was told I was the next director of Life Enrichment. In fact, no- Wait, what, a- they told you you had the job? Yeah. Are
1: you kidding me?
0: No. But I had not interviewed with Franny yet. But both Butch and Dick told me, like it's you, like you're it. Get ready.
1: Hey, petty people. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with another Petty Girl Profile, this time about me.